Hey, fall is here, and with the leaves changing, it may feel like you're running out of time to get any lingering home projects done before the holidays. Luckily, Home Advisor can give you a hand so you can spend more time watching football and less time doing home projects. From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with the top rated pros in your area. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from the pros and use Home Advisor's project cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online. No more phone tag. Whether it's remodeling the den for football season or fixing up the house before the holidays, Home Advisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. To get the right pro at a fair price, just go to Home Advisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning Home Advisor app today. Now on the tee. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome in another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. Pleased to be alongside, as always, Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, who won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot in 1959. Yes, that's a little tease. We are going to talk our way too early major preview coming up on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. We'll get into that as well uh, later on this hour, but uh, the way too early major preview coming up here on Real Golf Radio, plus uh, the golf life, aerating season. You know, we look forward to playing golf all year long and then ah spring and fall sometimes and it's they different punch times the greens. oh man bob i'm telling you it's like throwing darts at a beautiful painting all of a sudden there's a bunch of poking a bunch of holes in this perfect surface it's hard to take but it's a necessary evil and to tell us more about that is a good friend of mine he's the superintendent at my home club jake ebner uh, will be joining us coming up here on real golf radio to talk about aerating season and answer some questions for us. One of the ones I'm going to ask him about, I know he's going to laugh. Just because there's a bunch of aeration holes in the green doesn't give you an excuse to not fix your ball mark. Now, I will tell you, you sometimes it's hard to find them because there's sand and a lot of other holes, but you still got to fix your ball mark. Right? Yes, you do. All right, we'll talk about all that. Plus, America's favorite caddy stops by, and then we got a bunch of other things. Slow play, another focus, again, at the Solheim Cup. Uh, the European Tour begins their efforts to try to thwart slow play. So, we, unfortunately, we'll be talking a little bit of slow play uh, as uh, as we go on. But, man, here we are, middle of September, PGA Tour in full swing. Um, yeah, Joaquin Neiman with a win last week. Congratulations, you're going to Augusta again, and uh, you're – yeah, full-fledged member of the PGA Tour. So, and and that puts him r- right square in the the sights of Captain Ernie Els for the Ryder Cup team, or excuse me, not President's Cup team, not Ryder Cup, and uh, possibly a captain's pick where that's concerned. Interesting. Take one of yep. the hot young players, huh? Yeah. Why not? 
Just one on the PGA Tour, bring them to Australia to, to compete. Yeah, President's Cup coming up in December, so still a lot to get to, and uh, we'll have a good time. Talking golf with you, it's 20 years, if you can believe it. Bob and I have been talking golf with you here on the radio, and we're pleased to do so. Appreciate Callaway for sponsoring the show, and uh, thanks to you for tuning in. We're just getting started. It's all next right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now ChromeSoft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway with the new MD5 Jaws Wedges. Spin with teeth. 
Callaway introduces the new Jaws MD5, a breakthrough in wedge design and performance with the most aggressive groove in golf. If you missed our interview with Dave Neville, you can check it out on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf. Uh, Dave also, D-Nevs, uh, also uh, tweeted that out as well. Uh, so check it out and uh, go check out CallawayGolf.com and these new MD5 wedges. They are available this weekend, so uh, be sure to get a set for you, and you can also get all of the options at Customs as well at CallawayGolf.com. The new Jaws MD5 wedges from Callaway. And we thank you for joining us here. Uh, we got a fun show. Looking forward to talking golf with you for the next couple of hours. Again, if you're accessing us online, realgolfradio.com or any of the podcast sites or on our Twitter feed at Real Golf, uh, thank you for doing that. If you're one of our affiliate radio stations, again, very much appreciate that as we've been on the radio now for 20 years talking golf with you. So we appreciate that. Coming up uh, also, hour number two, you can find us on SiriusXM. 211, the Dan Patrick channel. We uh, love being on that site as well. So uh, check us out however you do, and we appreciate it. Bob, let's uh, first talk about the, and we're going to get into the way too early major preview stuff. I think that's fun to do. And then what I have to remember, though, is to actually make a note, Dave, for paying attention, producer Dave, make a note of what we actually talk about so that we can reference that when we roll around into April and say, how different are our thoughts now? than they were six months ago. Because right now, there's a lot of things that we'd say, hey, it's all Brooks Kepka, this and that, um, you know, Rory McIlroy, but you never know, right? I mean, so much can happen between now and then. So anyway, but it is fun to talk about it and take a look at these venues because we have some good ones coming up for the majors in 2020, plus the Olympics and all that goes along with that. So we'll get into that. But first, the Solheim Cup. I found myself watching the Solheim Cup last week and was super entertained. I actually really like watching Solheim Cup. I like watching the ladies, and I like how they featured um, their play. And, and the Americans, darn it, they should have won that thing. They had the opportunity. I thought that thing was in the bag. And good for Suzanne Pedersen. I mean, the ultimate walk-off, and then announces her retirement. Yeah. I don't even know if she expected to announce her retirement. But she decides, I'm out. Pulls a Costanza. I'm going out on top. And, and that's what she did. But, wow, what an exciting finish. Yeah, there's a lot of slow play to, that came out of that, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, congrats to, to the ladies. I think it was important that they get that W. Uh, it's, it, it continues the trend that we talked about with Karen Stupples last week, that when the Solheim Cup goes to Scotland – Regardless of who, what team is favored, the Euros tend to have something happen, some unique or strange thing that, that occurs and it ignites that team and they rally and they win in Scotland and they did it again last week. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was definitely, uh, you know, I was watching some of the matches earlier in the week too, um, watching the women going back and forth, watching the U.S. team have a couple of the matches where they were one down going to the final hole. Um, that got them back in the mix and then having it all square going to the final day. Um, but it, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing to see, um, Pedersen make that what eight, 10, 12 foot putt on the final hole to, uh, secure that point that gave the, uh, the women in Europe the chance to win the cup. And, uh, and it was pretty exciting, pretty exciting to see her reaction and, and what, how she made it and that kind of thing. Uh, good for the game of golf. Good for the ladies' game of golf, no doubt. I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, the, the, the European Tour ladies needed to win that thing. I think it's important that the, Euro, that the, the U.S. men's team needs to win the Ryder Cup next year in Wisconsin. It needs to happen, 
right? I mean, I know they're going back and forth a little bit here with home soil stuff, but it's got to happen. You have to have that parity. It's kind of important for the President's Cup that the international team find a way to win. Slap your mouth. I'm not rooting for the international team. Come on, Bob. Uh, I know, but but I'm saying the relevancy of the President's Cup, it is a it is an early season college football game. <laughs> a P5 team against a group of five yeah it just yeah it's not it's it just doesn't it's it's it almost seems that the outcome is already set yeah except the last time they went to australia well not the last but times past when they've gone to australia that you know i think that was the one victory right was in australia one victory and and they almost uh they almost lost the last time they went there korea was close yeah that's what i'm yeah that's what you're talking about yeah i was talking about korea yeah so anyway, point being is it was it was good for the Solheim Cup to mix it up. Now, stars coming out of that, how about the Corda sisters? I mean, I absolutely adore those girls. How, how they play. How fun are they to watch? Oh, they are fun to watch. You know, neither of them loses a point. They were definitely head and shoulders above everybody as far as uh, what they were able to accomplish and how they played. Yeah, so stars for the U.S. and hopefully ones that we'll see for years to come. Uh, I, I wonder... I heard an interview on SiriusXM PGA Tour Network afterwards, Christy Kerr, and she was not happy not being there and not having that opportunity to yeah. help the U.S. win and felt yeah. like she sh- should have been there. And she's planning, look, she, you know, captain, talk, whatever. Her plan is to make the next team. She's She wants to keep going. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Julie Inkster says she's done. Um you know, which again is a bit of a sad note. I, I get to love Julie and the, all that she's put into the game as well. But um, it was it was a good event. So hats off, well done, ladies. Um, congrats to Team Europe on that one. It was down to the wire. I mean, how about starting Sunday singles all square or tied? Yeah. Or I guess we don't use all square anymore. Tied eight eight. I mean, that's it's great stuff. So anyway, yeah, really, really good stuff. So that's uh, that. That's my comment. Now leading into the slow play. I even I, I sort of don't even want to step on that event, but it Rory brought it up. So if Rory's going to bring it up, and he said, "Look, I I love watching supporting the European ladies, and and I want to tune into that event, and I love golf." I'm he Rory says he's a golf fan, but he said it was tough. He said it was hard not to get frustrated watching how much time it would take, and he recognizes that it's not unique to the ladies. It happens on his own tours. And so the European Tour is doing something about it this week, but your thoughts coming out of the Solheim Cup where this discussion continues. I don't really want to have slow play discussions every week, Bob. It's part of the game. I get it. But either we're going to just keep talking about it and nothing's going to happen or something's going to happen. Europe at least trying to make an effort with their four points uh, approach. Well, I, you know, it, it is difficult, and because we're seeing a lot of it lately, and it's it's rearing its head a lot. That's that's why it's the topic of discussion right now, um, and I think it's it's finally time that the players almost revolted and said, "Hey, you know, say, hey, you know, something needs to be done, and it has to be the big players, the guys like Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, those kind of guys need to step up and say, "Hey, this has to stop, and we need to get it fixed now." So. Um, as we've talked about, um, the European tour is, um, hanging a GPS device 
on one of the bags in every in every group. Um, that way, they're able to track the players. Now, this isn't anything new because the PGA Tour did it last year during the Players Championship and some of the events on tour, and they link it up and marry it with with ShotLink, and it allows them to see not only groups that are slow, but players that are slow and that kind of thing. And they can kind of focus in on on some of those guys that are the perpetual problems as far as the slow play is concerned. So, And that's an um, important th- point, don't you think? Because one of the counterpoints to the slow play discussion is that those that end up on TV, i.e. the star players, are getting sure. more scrutinized than those that, that don't get any TV time. So this is equal opportunity monitoring, I think, is an important aspect to this, yeah? I agree 100%. Yeah, it, it needs to be fair for everybody. It needs to be equitable for everybody. And um, just like you would hope the golf course would play equitably for everybody that's competing in the event. So the four steps, and we'll get into that coming up. And in fact, we'll save it. We're up against a break here. But uh, we'll talk about the four-point plan and, and how it's going to be executed. Regulation, education, innovation, and field sizes. So they did have three that rhymed there, but the field size is just for good measure there. I, I don't know about the field size. They're, that is a bit controversial. Some of the guys are going to get kept out of that just in the, for the sake of uh, speeding things up. I, sure. But look, that tells you how serious of a problem it is when they're considering leaving some guys out. So look, you got to play better and you got to play faster if you want to make it on the European tour. And I assume that the PGA tour will follow suit. the PGA tour too. Yeah. I assume they'll follow suit on this. So we'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll get into this. Plus, as we promised, the way too early major preview. I I actually love this because we're, we're talking about majors. A lot's going to happen between now and then, but it does kind of get your juices flowing a little bit at a time when they seem so far away. So we'll try to bring it a little closer to home. We'll have some fun with it. Love your thoughts at Real Golf. You can tweet us there as well. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop's sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, and again, thanks for joining us here. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for uh, being with us each and every week. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Sweeping the majors, sweeping the WGCs, both tours. In fact, all major tours worldwide. More players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. If you haven't tried Stroke Lab, telling you what, a putter that not only feels great, makes putts, but improves your stroke. Now that's a stroke of genius. Check it out at Odyssey Golf. Dot com. All right, we left off by talking about the European Tour's four-point plan. So let's talk about regulation, Bob. Uh, the way it's explained essentially is when players are out of position and are either being monitored or timed, a one-shot penalty will be incurred after two bad times. Now, you get monitored if you breach the allowance of the 50 seconds if you're the first player to play or 40 seconds if you're the second or third player to play, so depending on if you're playing in, in, in twosomes or threesomes. And then you'll be officially timed. You'd have to, you basically have to have two more breaches. So I know one of the concerns is, is, well, if you're coming down to the final hole of a major, you almost like it to slow down and, and add to the drama and they're pacing around and they're trying to figure out and there's so much. The announcers are talking what this means. I think that still can happen unless you were out of position on the previous holes. Because essentially, let's say you're coming up to 18, you take a long time to hit your shot. Now that makes you be monitored. You have to have two more bad times. Yeah. Before you're going to be incurring a penalty that might cost you the championship. So it's like a three strikes rule. And what I, I guess I don't fully understand clearly enough is, and you, by the way, the European tour is giving you one time extension request where you get an additional 40 seconds. So it's like having your challenge flag. I don't know how you, mm. I don't know how you do it. You raise your hand, <laughs> you make some sort of signal. I don't know how, how that's going to happen. Um, like a little 20 second timeout, touch your shoulder, like in basketball. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> something's going to have, something's going to happen there. But point being is 
you're, you've got you've got some time to spare you sh- unless you're just perpetually slow on every single shot. And and I guess sorry, my train of thought I lost that. What I'm not sure of is once you're back on the clock and you you haven't had two bad times. I don't know if it's consecutive. Then do you start that process over again of then getting monitored and have two breaches? No, no. no. And and I think that's what what the PGA Tour or the European Tour has tried to weed out of the whole process is having to go back through the whole process again. You get on, you get put on the clock or you get monitored. Um, you're going to know it. Uh, and then um, they're going to be quick to, to doing something as far as uh, levying penalties or that kind of thing. So um, yeah, th- the process doesn't start all over. So if you get put yeah. on the clock on the first hole, you only have yep. two more bad times the rest of the round. That's it. So yep. you don't, you can't get off the clock. Nope. Not really. They'll mm. be watching you. Mm. They'll get you off the clock, but then, but it doesn't start all over. If if they come back and say, "Wow, we we saw you, you had a bad time again," then guess what? That that's your uh, that's your first warning or whatever. And what do you think so. about the times? Fifty seconds for the first guy, and again, they're giving that guy an extra ten seconds because they're just now approaching their shots. And what they're saying is, the other two guys, they ought to be getting to their shots while the other guy's taking the ten seconds extra they're still walking to their ball don't stand and this is a good lesson for those that don't play professional golf man the one of the things that drives me crazy if you're work if you're waiting on the group in front of you and they're derbying it with the two carts going to every person's ball both carts oh it's just worst. isn't it the worst yep there's no reason if you're not having to drive a person to his cart that you need to be over there where that guy's hitting his shot so so in my opinion, the first guy's got 50 seconds. The next two guys have 40 yeah. seconds or Is that 45 enough time? seconds. Way enough time because by the time everybody gets to the, their golf balls, okay, the first guy has 50 seconds to determine everything. Well, that second guy to hit, he's got 50 seconds plus his 40. Mm. So he's got 90 seconds. The third guy to hit got 50 plus 40 plus 40. So you know what? There should be no reason that those other two guys after the first guy hits, there's no reason they shouldn't be ready. Mm. And I think, you know, that's a really good point because I think one of the biggest complaints coming out of the open championship was JB Holmes seemingly didn't even start thinking or preparing for his shot until it was his turn. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. Notably on the first tee, JB Holmes is, what am I going to hit? And everybody says, you should know what you're going to hit on the first tee before you even get there that week. Right. Or certainly before you show up for your round, you should have a game plan. It's almost like scripting the first six plays or nine plays or whatever you do in in football at times. Right. You shouldn't be stopping to look over to the sideline on the first play. You should be running in there into the game knowing what your first play is going to be. Yeah, there's no reason for confusion when you get to that point. None whatsoever. I think that's part of so. this process, right, is getting guys to think about it. Now, the, the other thing is is the education. They are going to – oh, before I leave education, fines for consistently slow players who are regularly officially timed during the season will increase significantly. For example, a player who was timed 15 times in the 2020 season will have to pay uh, 26,000 pounds in fines as opposed to 9,000 pounds. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure that – Really hits them, twenty six thousand pounds. That's about uh, thirty five grand. 30, 35 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
But, I mean, for, for a top player, that's not a big deal. No, but a top player you're not going to see in that position. I would hope not. No. All right. So, anyway, then, then on the education side, every new member of the tour will be assigned a dedicated referee. They're going to have to go through a pace of play tutorial. Education. They're going to have to sign off on it or, or, or you're not eligible. Uh, innovation, we talked about what they're doing by hanging the GPS on the bags. They're yep. also going to be placing monitors on at least three holes. So when you walk to the tee, you're going to know where you are in relation in your position. If you're, if you're out of position, how far, or if you're ahead, that type of thing. So that's good. So it's going to not only will the players see it, but everybody else will see it too. So right. that's good. And then the field size. I don't know. That's the one that's controversial. Uh, they basically are going to go from 156 to 144 so long as all entered players in Category 18, which is the final 111 to 125 uh, on the previous season's race to Dubai, which is like their FedEx Cup, uh, right. make it into the event. So as long as you're, as long as all of those people have a chance to make it into the event, otherwise they'll create spaces for those people, but otherwise they want to limit it to 144. Yeah, and so what normally happens or what normally occurs is in the short hour months, like the beginning of the year um, or in the fall of the year, uh, when when there's limited time as far as sunlight is concerned, that's normally they have 144 players that play in those events. As you get closer to summer and the days get longer, then they expand the fields out to 156 players. So what basically they're saying is we want to keep it a blanket 144 the whole time along. Okay. And they're going to also have larger starting intervals built in for Saturday and Sunday exactly. to create exactly. a better flow between groups, which is good. I mean, that's like you, you, we've all been to public golf courses where they're sending out tee times every yeah, six minutes or something. Yeah. And it yep. just, I mean, what do you do? Or you show up at a, at a shotgun start for a charity tournament and there's 36 groups, two yeah. on each hole. Forget right. about it. You have no chance, right? Uh, yep. So I think that's I think that's the idea. Look, space them out makes a huge difference. One of the things that I love about Alpine Country Club where I play is when they're doing these events, they will build in a 20-minute, like for the club championship, for instance, between flights, there was uh-huh. a 20-minute buffer. And again, it just allows if somebody gets behind or whatever so that you don't stack up. And as long as everybody can keep moving, it just there's something about just – always moving even if it's a little bit slower than normal you're still moving right i think we see that in traffic i would much rather be i would take i'd rather drive an extra few miles and keep moving than sit in traffic even if it ended up being the same amount of time right and i think that's that's the idea is you just hate to stand and wait and that's what we need to eliminate in the game of golf back to rory's comments sometimes it's really difficult to watch when they're just standing around not hitting shots right so anyway that's what the that's what the european tour is doing I would fully expect from the comments we've heard also, Bob, that the PGA Tour is not far behind in announcing their plan. Yeah, and and that should happen pretty quick. The PGA Tour is also going to use, like I said, ShotLink and the GPS devices, um, marry those two together, and uh, and and so we're going to see we're going to see some things occurring, and uh, you know, it might not be the same at the beginning of the year as it is at the end of the year, but you know what, they're going to figure it out, and hopefully, they're going to. Um, Put a stop to what we know as slow play right now. That's what the tour needs to do. And I contend that if the tour players start making an, excuse me, making an effort and you can see uh-huh. it, the yep. rest of us are going to do that. It's the reason when I talk about the reads, I just coming into this segment, I said Odyssey's the number one 
putter on major tours worldwide. That's important marketing data for Odyssey because if more tour players are using Odyssey, you're more likely to do what the tour player does and buy right. an Odyssey putter. Right. Right? We, we've seen that in the 20 years we've been doing this show, being number one, and Titleist has dominated that in golf balls, and that's why you see they dominate in golf ball sales. It's, yeah, the, it, it's a direct the correlation. Industry, the golf industry, uh, the golfing public, go by way of what they see the PGA Tour play and what they do as far as their golf is concerned. Amateur golfers look at the pros and see how they uh, do things. And if they speed things up, then guess what? Those guys will speed up too. And you, after Matthew Wolf came burst on the scene and won, you saw driving ranges around the country, everyone doing their little hip check, trying to swing like Matt. But we, we all imitate. It's the reason it's, it goes across the board. It's the reason there's product placement in movies. It's, it's the reason why you have celebrity endorsements for, for pretty much anything, because we like to mimic what we see our so-called you know, idols or heroes do. And and that's right. important. So my contention is, is the tour pros start making an effort rather than just talking about it and not doing anything about it. It will trickle down to the everyday golfer and they will start looking at ways because now it's the thing to do. Whereas I think the problem is, is the thing to do is slow down and be deliberate and go through all these routines and exactly you know, do crazy stuff that you see the tour players do week in and week out. Those are the things that we're trying to eliminate and I think when that happens in professional golf, it'll trickle down and we'll all benefit from that. So here's looking at you, PGA Tour, following suit. I'm anxious to hear what your plan is coming up to thwart slow play on the PGA Tour. Short break. We'll come back as we, as we promised. The way too early major preview. We're going to have some fun with this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, oh, oops. it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, 
Great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back, Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the ball. That changed the ball. The Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. Available at CallawayGolf.com. Try a customs package for you at CallawayGolf.com. Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. All right, Bob, uh, way too early. Major preview. This is the kind of stuff you do in the early season. You know, we, we start talking about that. We're looking forward to it. Joaquin Neiman qualified for the Masters. Let's begin there. He has the opportunity to go play there at Augusta. Super exciting. Uh, it's what all everybody really aspires to do. Your dad, of course, winning the Masters back in 1970. We're going to talk about your dad quite a bit because we got a couple of his major venues to talk about coming up in 2020. So let's this start. Will be, yeah, this will be like the second time he's played there because yeah, I think he won the South American Amateur and then played uh, at Augusta National. I believe you're correct. I believe you're correct. But he's playing with a more legitimate chance to win. Yes, as a absolutely. professional, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So going back to the Masters, uh, it, it's tough to. It's tough to think that there was a better major, and that tends to be the case. Yes, we are biased towards the Masters. Are we not, Bob? I think we're unabashedly biased towards the Masters. Definitely. Okay. So so Tiger wins at 13 under par. He shot rounds of 70, 68, 67, 70. 13 under. Augusta's brilliant. It's typically right in that 8 to 12 range. 13, okay, three guys tied for second at 12 under par. Shoffley, DJ, and Brooks Kepka, all right there. Jason Day checking in at fifth. Uh, Webb Simpson, Francesco Molinari, all there at 11, along with Tony Finau, who played in that final group. John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay uh, in there at 10 under par, along with Ricky Fowler. So that's your top 10. Let me ask you, of those players that stand out, and I don't know if you're looking at the, the leaderboard right now. but I am. Uh, who st- who are you looking at and saying, I see you for 2020? Or is it anybody that's in that top 10 that we just mentioned? Well, I think I think it's definitely um, guys in that top 10. You know, a guy that always, always seems to be showing up now um, who finished second uh, was uh, Xander Shoffley. Mm. I think you've got to watch out for him. Um, I, I think he will min win a major championship before too long. 
because he's put himself in those situations many, many times. Um, I think Brooks Kepka is a guy also that you've got to look at, no doubt about it. Um, Tony Finau would be another one, and I and I think the sleeper one would be Patrick Cantley uh, with what he um, has done, how he's competed, and the play that he's had over this this whole year. So, and then of course the sentimental pick is uh, Ricky Fowler. Why is he the sentimental pick? Of course, I just think everybody wants to see him win a major championship. Gotcha. He's in that Phil category of how many yep. and counting. The feel-good, the feel-good category for okay. Ricky Fowler. Yep. All right. You didn't mention Dustin Johnson. Well, I, you know, the reason I didn't me- mention Dustin Johnson or Tiger Woods is it, it remains to be seen how they come off of their, their knee scopes and uh, what they're able to do as far as their play and, and getting things going again. Now, you know, after the beginning of the year or maybe a cup, you know, through the, the West Coast swing – then you know maybe we can reassess and look at it and say okay this is these are the guys that you got to look at for this coming year. Okay, I'm with you, and it is the way too early major way too preview. Early. Uh, yes. Let me let me just bring out some of the guys you didn't mention. John Rahm, uh, who shot ten under par and was three off the lead, sixty nine seventy seventy one sixty eight. So he had four rounds under par. I think that's impressive, and the guy still doesn't get it. He still. Just he blows up on himself, and he and he just yep. he needs to be patient. He needs to learn, and that's a process. I know he's going through it. The explosiveness of John Rom, the fire and passion—that's what drives him. It makes him such a great player, but it also prevents him from winning some of these. Where you just have I agree. To, I mean, it, it cost Phil Mickelson for so many years. Yes, I agree. Even though in a slightly different way, but that aggression sometimes. You have to be patient. Your dad used to point that out about Phil, and he finally learned, and now he's got three of them. So John Rahm is a guy that has so much talent, and this golf course suits him so well. I have a hard time thinking he's not a guy you got to look at when it comes to Augusta. And then Jason Day. Jason Day has been one of my picks to win at Augusta for 10 years. Now, maybe that ought to say something. Hey, BT, 10 years, buddy. Move on. But, <laughs> but, but Jay Day... And you never know about the guy. I mean, he's got these funky things that always comes up. But he shoots 70, 67, 73 on Saturday, and then a final round 67. So even if he shoots even par, well, I shouldn't say that. He'd have to shoot one under. If he shot 71, if he was two shots, he could have conserved two shots, he's tied with Tiger there. So I just I think J-Day has a, a great opportunity. I think what happens with the President's Cup – they're in Australia this December. I think he's going to play a lot into that. So anyway, that that's some of my thoughts there. But I'm with you, Bob. I I have a hard time not thinking that Xander Shoffley is going to be a guy that's going to be in a factor in every major. Maybe yeah. not to the dominating force of Brooks Kepka, but Xander has shown that that ability, and and clearly Tony Finau has as well at Augusta specifically on a bum ankle, and then healthy in the final group. That's quite a progression. A top 10 with a bum ankle and then the final group and a top five in your second attempt. So you're going 10-5. So if you go 10-5 win, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Definitely trending the right way. He is absolutely. He is trending the correct direction. All right, let's move on to the PGA Championship, which is stop number two. And the PGA Championship, of course, was... Uh, played at Beth Page Black, and it was a slugfest shootout between two of the bo- biggest bombers on the PGA Tour, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. But let's be honest, this thing was pretty much all Brooks. 
He flexed his muscles in a big way in this event, coming off a runner-up finish at Augusta, and then goes out and plays as well as he did. Gets a two-shot victory at eight under par. Opened up with that 63-65 start. Really impressive. 70-74 on the weekend. Good enough for a two-shot win over DJ, who made a nice push. Uh, four rounds in the 60s for DJ, but uh, was uh, not quite enough in that event. Uh, what do you like about the PGA Championship? It tends to be a little bit of a bomber's paradise a lot of times in the PGA, and those two guys took advantage of it, especially on that big, giant golf course. Yeah, and, and that is a big, giant golf course. Now, the golf course that they will be playing uh, in 2020 is Harding Park in San Francisco, California. It's a golf course where they've had um, a President's Cup, They've also had some of the World Golf Championships. Tiger Woods has had success there. One, uh, the last time they played there, beat John Daly in a playoff uh, in a World Golf Championship there. Um, but it's not a golf course that you think of those two guys as bombers, but uh, it's not a golf course that I think. Dang it, you were um, about to make that point, and then you go, wait, John Daly and Tiger, they're I know, bombers. I know. Okay, and, and, go ahead. It's, it's a golf course that's a little bit more strategic especially with those cypress trees and all that thing and the way they're, they frame the golf course and that kind of thing. So I think the USGA is going to set this golf course up um, pretty tough. Uh, you're going to see some thick rough. You're going to see some, some because of the moisture in that area and that time of the year being in the month of May. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be tough. And I think uh, these guys are, are going to have, uh, you know, probably around the same, same score as the winner as it was at Bethpage Black. So, um, but I think some other guys will sneak into the mix. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, the rest of that leaderboard, Bob, you're looking at Jordan Spieth, T3 with Patrick yep. Cantlay again, another guy that you'd mentioned. Matt yep. Wallace, Luke List, Sung Kang, Gary Woodland, Matt Kuchar, Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry, Eric Van Ruin, and Adam Scott. That's your top 10 from last year's PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. Well, and at PGA Championships, you see a lot of those guys that haven't uh, won a major, so to speak, or or a lot of those guys that uh, that are not names that you would normally see. Those those kind of guys are the are the ones that kind of get into the mix of things in a major championship like the PGA Championship. So, um, as far as as far as I'm concerned, it would be kind of interesting to see Kepka get three in a row. That is a huge storyline. Um, that would be a giant storyline. It would be good to see Rory get another major under his belt with uh, with a PGA Championship. Uh, we didn't say anything about him at at the um, what at the uh, at the Masters trying to get the career Grand Slam. It would be uh, awesome if Jordan Spieth was back in the mix at the PGA Championship and had a chance to win, especially on this type of a golf course, to get his career Grand Slam. Um, there you go again with the career grand slams. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I keep vote. I keep, I keep wanting to see that because it is such a marquee type of a thing in a player's career and in the history of the game of golf. So and it just doesn't happen um, very often. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. To very think often. Arnold Palmer is not part of the grand career grand slam. I mean, that's amazing. Right. Yep. So, um, so, uh, Shoot, um, Cantley, I would put him back in there. Xander, I would put him back in there. There's, there's a lot of guys that uh, that could get their first major championship. Oh, and let's not forget that's two majors in a row where DJ finished second. Yes, talk about that's knocking correct. on the door. Just yep. keep, keep in mind there. 
All right, and now we go to the U.S. Open, which, of course, was hosted just down the the coast from Harding Park at Pebble Beach. And Gary Woodland with a three-shot win over, yeah, you know, Brooks Kepka, both players at uh, double digits, Kepka at 10 under par, three shy of Gary Woodland at 13 under, 68-65, and then a pair of 69s on the weekend for Gary Woodland in a really great display of holding off the most dominant player in the game today, and that, of course, being Brooks Kepka. And he held on and, and uh, finished with style on that 17th and 18th hole. Very, very impressive stuff by Gary Woodland. And, you know, again, going down the list, there's Xander Schauffele again in the tie for third with John Rom, Ches Reeve, and Justin yep. Rose. Justin Rose certainly disappointed in his effort on Sunday with a uh, – 74 after rounds of 65, 70, 68. Adam Scott, Louis Oosthuizen, Henrik Stenson, Chesson Hadley, Rory McIlroy, all rounding out the top 10 at Pebble Beach. We shift now on the other coast for 2020 to Winged Foot. Yeah, Winged Foot, also known as Winged Foot. Yes. But, um, 60 this, years this, ago, Bob, 60 yep. years ago, your dad captured the 1959 U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and uh, of course, that is now a very special place for you and your family. Yeah, Wingfoot. Uh, in in fact, I was I was talking to my my mother about Wingfoot the other day um, before we went to Morocco last April. Um, they they took a trip up to Wingfoot from New Jersey, and um, she was able to go in there, walk down the hallway, see. Um, they've got this hallway. That uh, at, that they post all their major championship winners in, and there's like a uh, uh, like a, a case with with all the information about the championship that year, um, and pictures and scorecards and that kind of thing. My dad won the U.S. Open there at Wingfoot in 1959, and uh, he, in fact, he said the people that he was playing with, or that he was staying with that week. After playing the first practice round there at Wingfoot, he said, if there's ever a week that I can win the U.S. Open, this is going to be it. My dad ended up winning the U.S. Open there that year at Wingfoot. So awesome. Great stories, too. Hey, we didn't get a chance to get into the Open Championship. We'll do that. we got to take a short break, and we'll talk more about that real quickly in our way-too-early major championship preview right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. Brent. 
I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Leaving off on our way-too-early major championship preview. By the way, your U.S. Open champs from Wingfoot, Bobby Jones in 1929, Billy Casper in 1959, Hale Irwin in 74, Fuzzy Zeller in 84, and Jeff Ogilvie in 2006. Pretty impressive stuff. Davis Love third, by the way, winning his only major championship, the PGA, back in 1997. The Open Championship will conclude the majors for 2020 at Royal St. George's. And i got to be honest, that Ben Curtis year kind of turned me off to Royal St. George's. But as you go back and look at the history at Royal St. George's, it was the very first venue outside of Scotland to host the Open Championship back in 1894. J.H. Taylor, which, of course, is where I get my golfing prowess from. Uh, J.H. Won the, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, J. yeah, yeah well, no doubt. We, we call him Uncle J. Um, yeah, back in 1894. We are tight. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Harry Varden won there. Harry Varden, um, he won twice there, actually, in, 19, in 1899 and 1911. That's cool, right? Walter Hagen won back-to-back there. Well, not back-to-back, but two of his Opens there in 1922 and 28. Um, you got Henry Cotton in 34. Uh, you've got Bobby Locke. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Sandy Lyle won there. Bill Rogers won there. Um, Greg Norman won there. Ben Curtis. And Darren Clark, the last in 2011. To win there. So some interesting storylines certainly will be at play at Royal St. George's. We'll talk about it more in the back nine, hour number two, plus the golf life aerating season, a feature on aerifying greens and why it's important, plus the caddy. It's all coming up. The back nine's next.
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Students around the world are planning a school strike today to protest government and business inaction on climate change. It's expected to be one of the biggest environmental protests ever. It comes as the United Nations is getting ready for a climate action summit this upcoming Monday. It's going to focus on sticking to the 2015 Paris Climate Accord, which President Trump has pulled the United States out of. After over 1,500 high-water rescues in the Houston area because of heavy rains and flooding from Tropical Depression in Melda, officials are telling people to just stay put. We need folks to stay off the road. If you're uncomfortable at work um, or, or somewhere else where you were stuck, you'll be a lot more uncomfortable on the side of the road. It's very dangerous, and as it gets dark, it'll be harder for folks to get to you. That's Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo, and you're listening to USA Radio News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Colt is done making and selling AR-15 rifles to civilians. Colt Firearms announcing yesterday it will sell the so-called assault rifles only to the U.S. military and law enforcement agencies. It says its contracts with police and the military are absorbing all of the company's manufacturing capacity. More than 2,000 nurses are striking against the University of Chicago Medical Center today. The Trump administration sets a record for deportations. Figures from the Department of Homeland Security show nearly 385,000 deportation cases between October of last year and this past August, well above the 341,000 deportations for all 12 months of the 2018 fiscal year. The total for the 2019 fiscal year will go even higher after deportations for the month of September are added. Find us online. We're at usaradio.com. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 800 965 1290 800 965 1290 Taking a look now at your money on Wall Street the Dow down 52 points to close at 27094 the Nasdaq up 5 points the S&P 500 up almost a point If you are buying a house or refinancing the one you own great news as the Fed lowers interest rates USA Radio's John Clemens reports The Fed also 
also let it be known that it is open to other easing of that rate from 1.75% to 2% in support of the U.S. economy. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said this cut, which is a second in two months, will help the U.S. economy weather concerns over a trade war. We've seen additional signs of weakness abroad and a resurgence of trade policy tensions. Jerome Powell said the Fed has no control over tariffs, but has been keeping an eye on the trade wars that could impact the U.S. economy. The Fed has no role in the formulation of trade policy. And lots of new words being added to the English Dictionary. USA Radio's Chris Barnes explains. The folks at Merriam-Webster Dictionaries just added 640 words back in April of this year, and now they've added another 540, among them vacay. Also, dad joke, pickleball, deep state, and escape room. Some words are getting additional meanings as well, like in the case of the word haircut. It now also refers to a reduction in the value of an asset. I'm Chris Barnes. For USA Radio News, I'm Robin Walensky. Hey, fall is here, and with the leaves changing, it may feel like you're running out of time to get any lingering home projects done before the holidays. Luckily, Home Advisor can give you a hand so you can spend more time watching football and less time doing home projects. From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with the top-rated pros in your area. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from the pros and use Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online. No more phone tag. Whether it's remodeling the den for football season or fixing up the house before the holidays, Home Advisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. To get the right pro at a fair price, just go to Home Advisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning Home Advisor app today. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks so much for being with us. Really appreciate those joining us on the Dan Patrick channel, Sirius XM 211. Uh, for those uh, being a, a part of the show, we appreciate you doing that. And those that are holding over on our radio station affiliates, we appreciate that as well. Or if you're accessing us on any of the podcaster sites, thank you very much. The Twitter handle is at Real Golf. Give us a follow there and join the conversation. Love to hear from you. Coming up here on the back nine, we're going to get into America's favorite caddy. He'll join us for some random thoughts, as he usually does. And then, of course, the golf life aerating season. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, we... <laughs> It's a it's a tough time. I mean, look, is is a golfer you enjoy playing your club, the golf course that you enjoy playing, and you show up one day or you check the calendar and you realize it's Monday aeration time, and you and and it's a week to two weeks where you know you're not going to be able to play and putt and enjoy the beautiful surfaces that you're accustomed to. It's part of golf. It's part of the golf life, but it is still hard every single time. And in the case here in Utah, at my club we. We punch spring and fall. So you always have that in springtime, Bob. Inevitably, you have a couple of weeks where it finally gets nice and sunny and the golf course 
is actually perfect. And then they punch. And you're going, wait a minute. We just got through the bad weather. Why are we doing this? And But then you realize when you have great greens all summer long, that's why. Of course. Of course you do. Um, you know, but you can still play the golf course even after it's been punched. Um, it's just, you know, you're probably not going to make as many putts, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, it's it's all part of the process of getting us to where we want so that we have those perfect greens, we have those perfect surfaces to put on, and we also can shoot some good scores. Yeah, well, hopefully, right? Hopefully, that's that's the case. <laughs> we, we, we begin the season with lots of hope. Hopefully, we end the season with lots of promise and uh, keeping us motivated throughout the offseason for those of us in seasonal areas. The rest of you that enjoy golf year-round, well, good for you. Uh, I don't want to hear about it. So, anyway, we'll come visit you. Let's, let's put it that way. We'll come visit you in your nice, beautiful areas. But uh, we'll talk about that, plus our way-too-early majors preview. We like to do this, and we'll, we'll give you a look at the major venues and uh, what we might expect coming up here in a brief segment as well. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. 
Well, now the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back in. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. Spin with teeth. Callaway introduces the new Jaws MD5, a breakthrough in wedge design and performance with the most aggressive groove in golf. You can hear all the details of our interview a week ago with Dave Neville, Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf, or you can go to CallawayGolf.com. Simply look at the uh, head, the front page. You're going to see it right there. And uh, check out the hashtag JawsMD5. Really excited about these new wedges. They are fantastic looking. They, it's also their biggest lineup. So lefty, righty, all different combinations. And the aggressive, I like the aggressive uh, steps that they've taken. So you're, yes. you're 52, 50, 48. It's going to be more in line with a regular looking um, thinner profile, kind of, blend, kind of a blend in between those two, as far as the standard wedge and your pitching wedge or nine iron. Exactly, a better blend for you, and then yeah. of course it's uh, the more aggressive look for the fifty-four and up. So check it out, the new Jaws MD5 wedges from Callaway. Hey, if you did miss us in hour number one, we began our way too early major preview, uh, which we like to do. We like to have some fun. We're not getting into predictions just yet. We do our way too early major predictions. Usually we get Jeff Babineau involved in that one. So yep. we'll, we'll do that at another time. But the, just the preview. So we began with Augusta National, and, of course, we went through the leaderboard, and you can catch that on, on uh, uh, our website or our Twitter handle, which at, at Real Golf, if you want to go back and listen. But let's just go. The highlights, of course, is Tiger Woods with his win, 15th major, 5th green jacket, 13 under par, one better than uh, Shoffley, Kepka, and Dustin Johnson. And you really like Xander Shoffley and Tony yeah, Fina, I, who played in that final group next year. Yeah, Augusta. I, I do. I think Xander Shoffley will win a major championship this year. Mm. Um, spent some time with Tony Fina recently before he left to go uh, across the pond to play in this week's BMW championship. And uh, his feeling is that... Uh, uh, he he's excited to get back to Augusta and that he wants to parlay what he's done the last two years into a championship this coming year. Look, a top 10 finish on a broken ankle and then on a healthy ankle, he makes his plays his way into the final group and finishes top five. So nothing to shake a stick at there. And Tony nope. certainly trending in the right direction, no doubt about it. And then, of course, uh, the PGA Championship, they're up uh, in the second in the batting order now, moving from uh, cleanup to second. And uh, they will be the month of May. And, of course, Beth Page Black on the East Coast. They'll be moving now to the West Coast and Harding Park. Brooks Kepka with a two-shot win over Dustin Johnson. There's DJ once again with yep. a second-place finish in consecutive major championships. We've seen Tiger, John Daly have success on this golf course. Uh, we've seen uh, President's Cup being played. Harding Park's going to be a fantastic venue for the PGA. It is going to be a fantastic venue. It's going to be a lot like... Um, you saw at the Olympic Club. That's a that's a golf course that's uh, that's very similar. That you see those golf courses right in that same area, and um, it's a golf course that uh, that's going to play tough. Um, it's uh, it's held a lot of great events. Um, 
it's a golf course that is known in that area and uh, one that a lot of people want to play. It's a public golf course. You can get out and play that golf course. So it's going to be fun to see how these guys are able to tackle that golf course into a PGA Championship setup. Easier to get on at Harding Park or Bethpage Black. Both accessible to the public, but both. challenging. Yeah, both both are challenging, but I think you can get on both of both courses. Um, and you know, if you want to make if you want to make that trek out to uh, Bethpage Black uh, and sleep in the parking lot, or if you want to have a chance to uh, to get on. Harding Park. I haven't and heard about one the, of them would be great on your resume of golf courses that you could play. No doubt, but I'm, I haven't heard the stories. Like, are there sleeping in your car stories for Harding Park? I, I haven't heard those things. That. Yeah, I do not know yeah. that so anyway. about Harding Park. Yeah, kind of interesting. Also, uh, Jordan Spieth. Don't want to overlook that. Tied for third. That was his best finish in majors for last year. So, uh, and then Patrick Cantlay also in that uh, in that uh, yep. three way tie for third at two under par. And you you say don't sleep on Patrick Cantlay next year either. No, Patrick Cantlay is another one that uh, had a phenomenal year this last year. Um, he's a guy that uh, that plays big in in big tournaments. Um, he uh, he's been right in the mix in some of the big tournaments on the PGA Tour and in some of the major championships. Uh, he's another guy that I think is going to break out really quickly in winning a major. Guys that had uh, that we haven't mentioned that had back to back top tens from the PGA to the U.S. Open was Adam Scott. Uh, remains to be seen what plays out in his home country with the President's Cup. But, you know, you've said that before when he got picked by Captain Greg Norman and mm-hmm. played well in a President's Cup. That's when he went on to, was that was that the next year that he won the Masters? I think so, yeah. So, you know, perhaps, you know, we're seeing a trend and we had a chance to, to have him on the show at Pebble Beach. Was super nice, feels super confident. That's a guy with a ton of talent. And it's just really been a struggle with the putter with these new rules, but he seems to be figuring some things out. So uh, I only point that out because he tied for eighth at the PGA at Bethpage, and then he ties for seventh at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. So just maybe somebody to take a look at. But, of course, it was Gary Woodland with a three-shot win at Pebble over, of course, Brooks Kepka at 10 under par. Xander Shoffley checking in there at a T3 with John Rahm and Chez Reavy, Justin Rose, all at seven. And then there, there's Adam Scott there at six with uh, Louis Oosthuizen. So um, Rory McIlroy, by the way, another top 10 there, T9 at five under par. Uh, it, we learned a lot from Pebble. Of course, it's going to be a completely different look as we finish talking about going in, as we finish up hour number one, Wingfoot hosting the U.S. Open. Everybody says this is the ultimate U.S. Open golf course. Of course, your dad winning 60 years ago, back in 1959. Yeah, and it's a golf course that's a big golf course. It's a golf course that slopes a lot from back to front as far as the greens are concerned. There's a lot of undulation. There's a lot of speed. You don't want to miss the ball, pin high, right or left, and short side yourself um, because it becomes very, very difficult to get the ball up and down. Um, That was the reasoning for my dad on the third hole for laying up during the 59 U.S. Open when he hit five iron down short into the fairway and then pitched up the green because he felt if he got the ball pin high either side of of uh, of the green there at the third hole that it would be tough for him to make bogey, let alone not make a bigger number. And he ended up making par every day, uh, getting up and down from the front of the third hole and ending up winning by a shot over Bob Rosberg. But but Let me, before you move course. on, before you move on, it, we need to yep. point out that the third hole is a par three. It yes. is a par three. Yes, Billy Casper laid actually up laid up on a par three 
in yeah. a U.S. Open, all four rounds, was even for the whole one by a shot. It's a, one of the great stories in golf. Um, but, you know, this Hale Irwin won this golf tournament at plus seven. The massacre. The massacre. So, you know, the USGA is going to set it up as a traditional type of um, parkland type of a golf course. It's not something that you're going to see like Pebble Beach or uh, Shinnecock or something like that. This is going to be a tough, stern test of golf um, at the U.S. Open, and it's going to crown a great champion. Um, who that will be, uh, boy, that's going to be a tough one. Um, the final, I don't know. All these venues, well, Harding Park is probably the exception. But outside right. of Harding Park, three very historic yes. venues for the majors, which that tends to be, right? Obviously, Augusta every year is historic. But yep. think about this. You have a chance to put your name, like you talked about, on in that hallway yes. of champions with Bobby Jones who won the U.S. Open in 1929, which, by the way, they went into a 36-hole playoff, as they did back then. He won by 23 shots. Imagine. <laughs> 23. Wow. Wow. Al Espinosa. Yep. yep. I've heard the name, but, oh, my goodness, 23. Way to show up for the playoff. Was he injured? I want to know the rest of that story. What happened there? Um <laughs> And then uh, you've got Billy Casper, 30 years later, winning uh, by a stroke over Bob Rosberg, as we mentioned, in 1959. Heller won in 1974, the massacre, plus seven over Forrest Fesler. Don't know that name either. Uh, but, I, but I'm not, I'm going to give myself an excuse because I was three months old. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Um, Fuzzy Zeller in 1984 with an uh, eight-stroke playoff win over Greg Norman. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, man. If you get in a playoff, you better bet the the over on the strokes. Good grief. Uh, the U.S. Open in 2006, last time was played, Jeff Ogilvie over a one-shot victory over Phil Mickelson. And you remember that one, Phil Mickelson uh, made the double bogey off of the tent down the left side of the 18th hole. He ended up only hitting one fairway in in the final round of golf and still only lost by... A shot. A shot or so. Yep, a shot. Um, but, uh, I'm but such Jeff an idiot. Ogilvy, yeah, Jeff Ogilvy was able to win that one. Um, and there was a cast of characters that were right in the mix there. Colin Montgomery in the middle of the fairway on the 18th hole doesn't hit the green. With a 7-iron. Um, or was it a 9-iron? Seven 7-iron, seven I think. Yeah, 7 or 8-iron, something like that. So, um, yeah, Monty and, and Furyk uh, both finished the shot back. Yeah, and Tiger Woods had missed the cut that week. His dad had passed away earlier in the year, and then he went on to win the British Open, uh, the next major championship. Yeah, and that was, yeah, that was historic. I think that was the first major he missed as a professional, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. And Phil Mickelson had the chance to win that thing. He had just won the Masters, and he had the chance to jump out and win the U.S. Open. And, and for the first time in... Almost a decade, someone was challenging Tiger's prowess, and he yep. didn't get it done. And like you said, um, Tiger would then go on to win the, the British. So really, really quite the turning point there. And then, of course, the Open Championship, Royal St. George's. I mentioned some of the great names that have played at Royal St. George's. Uh, you know, of course, Darren Clark with a historic win in his 20th yep. attempt at the Open back in 2011. Ben Curtis in 2003. Greg Norman in 93. But you go back. I mean, this was the first 
you open venue played outside of Scotland. So you've got some pretty cool stuff, Harry Varden and Bobby Locke and just some really great names uh, from, from back in the day. And, of course, my uncle, J.H. Taylor, you know, winning <laughs> back there in 1890-something. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah, the, it, I, I, the Ben Curtis Open was so quirky with Thomas Bjorn chipping it out of the bunker and having it roll back in, like, on the 17th hole, what, three or four times? And yeah. all the stuff that went on. Tiger lost the golf ball in the first tee shot. There was a lot of weird things that happened that week. And so I kind of didn't, my first taste of Royal St. George's was that this was a funky, you got to get lucky golf course. But the more I'm studying it, maybe that was a bit of an anomaly. We'll see. Uh, We'll see coming up. But anyway, that's your way too early major preview. Of course, Shane Lowry, the defending champ, uh, great story. Back-to-back Northern Ireland. I mean, Northern Ireland, Darren Clark, Shane Lowry. Yeah, from Ireland. So, there and you go. the other thing about it, um, that one at there at Royal St. George's when Darren Clark won, Dustin Johnson was in the mix in that one too. There you go, and it's in Sandwich, England. Yeah, which is fun to say. Sandwich. Yeah, I have a sandwich. All sandwich. right, we'll take a short break. Well, when we come back, the caddy joins us right here. We'll we'll get his take on well, who knows what? You never know. He's America's favorite caddy. He joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. 
Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Hey, thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks for being with us each and every week. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle, realgolfradio.com, the website. We sure appreciate you however you access the program. And it's brought to you in part by Callaway, the number one driver in golf. Epic Flash you haven't tried it with AI technology, you're leaving distance out there that you could otherwise have. Check out CallawayGolf.com. Got customs available for you. The new Epic Flash from Callaway Golf. I'll tell you what, Bob. I have absolutely loved the Epic Flash, especially the second half of the season. I don't know if it just took me. It was a long winter, and here we are approaching winter again, which is a little discouraging. But, man, when I finally got that swing dialed in, I, I have absolutely flogged the Epic Flash. This year. Been really, really happy with it. So there's my testimonial personally yep. on Good the Epic stuff. Flash. Yeah. And uh, what was fun is I, that was my first experience with Callaway Customs. Did my own paint job on that thing. Sweet. So check it out. CallawayGolf.com. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, yeah, that caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. If you're just new to the program, he is the best of the best. We call him America's favorite caddy. Hey, caddy, how are you, man? I'm kind of wondering about the squeak. The what? Squeak on the walk-up song. When the when the little bag rat squeaks. Is that, oh. is that a cute squeak or is that like a Willard squeak? I'm not it's kinda like right in between. You know, Bobby's breaking down his open we've been playing this for over ten years. The same one. And he's this just the last two weeks has decided he's gonna break it down. Last week he was admiring and appreciating the uh the, the female voice saying baby. And this week he's Wondering what kind of squeak he has. Yeah, it's the opposite, Caddy. It's the the squeak is kind of like the childish sound effect for Bagrat, and the Caddy gets the baby, right? I mean, the 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 nice female voice. Baby. Yeah, I don't like that, Bob. That's kind of creepy. As Brian said, the European Tour is rolling out this pace of play, and but they're using GPS devices to track players. As they go around the golf course, I guess they hang one of these GPS devices on one of the golf bags in the group, and uh, they're able to watch and see how those players, how long it takes to reach a tee, how fast they they walk, 
you know, the, the shot, how long it takes to hit a shot before they move, that kind of thing. It's pretty interesting. Knowing a little bit about GPS, I bet they're accessing the Galileo satellites, <laughs> which are considered the European system. But that's <laughs> a whole other That's another detail. Yeah. So, yeah, it, again, the only thing I kind of worry about with this is I don't want to see a guy on the last pull of a tournament having to really rush something because he's on the clock, and if he gets dinged here, he's going to lose the tournament, and that's just not golf, right? That's not golf. But it's all the shots that led up to that point in time where he's he's on the clock and he's having to speed things up. Right, so if he's not on the clock, then he can take his time on the last hole, right, as I understand it, because he's not on the clock. Right. Yeah, so... In theory, he's in control of that happening, right? In theory. In theory. That's right. Well, I I think uh, one thing I'll predict is that I think it's cool that they're addressing it, and more than addressing it, actually doing something about it. And I think you'll see a completely different system in place by the end of the year. Mm. Well, yeah. It's going to be tweaked. They're going to figure out this and that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we ought to just have Players ought to just get together, kind of like when they're electing a new pope, go into the back room. Everybody's going to go, well, we all know to play slow, and kind of do it that way because it'd be such great controversy after that. You know? Well, nobody liked that guy. Now nah, he's the slow player. I'm, I, I'm definitely lacking sleep here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You've got him in the back room deciding who the next leader of the Christian world is. Apparently, yeah. I just, I just, I, I just pulled out a driver on eighteen at Pebble with a four shot lead. You, you, <laughs> you need to, you need to take it out of my hand and, and give me a three iron. Take it out of my hand. Give me a three iron. Give me a five iron. Was that what is that? Augusta yeah. wind, Rome's? Maybe a four iron. <laughs> I can hit this shot. <laughs> Speaking of Rome and Romo, uh, Tony Romo is playing in in the Safeway Open. Silverado coming up, and Phil Mickelson's pro eminent with Steph Curry in that event. They say Romo says if he makes the cut, he's not going to do football on Sunday. Kenny, who's who's the who's the biggest uh, celebrity that's played in your group? Uh, probably. I'm going to say Joe Montana. It's hmm. probably the biggest that comes to mind right off the top of the noggin. You don't have to uh, hesitate saying Joe Montana. I mean, come on. No. Arguably the best quarterback of all time. And he told me the John Candy story, so apparently that is true. What is that? When, when Joe Montana drove down to beat, I believe it was the Bengals in the Super Bowl on the last-minute drive, Yeah, as they were getting, uh, as they were getting into the huddle, I don't know if it was the start of the drive or in the middle of the drive. He started to call play, and he goes, "Hey, look over there! Look at there, like third row. That's John Candy." <laughs> True story, apparently. Really? I think he. I think Joe is pretty relaxed about things. Yeah. You know, there's Did something. You to, about, yeah, go ahead. So Joe, Joe wasn't a great golfer. He had pretty good touch. Uh, and we came around to the 15th hole, and he hit a pull hook into the crowd. 
And it went in there like an exocet missile. You're like, uh-oh, that's going to hurt somebody. I've probably told this story, but it's worth telling again. So sure enough, boom, you know, it hits somebody. And I got up there first, and there's a woman laying on the ground. But she's laying on her side with her hands under her head. So clearly she's not hurt. Because, you know, way like that when you're hurt. So I kind of turn around, and I wave everybody off like everything's fine. But Joe, but Joe goes in there to check it out. We're all the way down to the 15th green. No sign of Joe Montana. And by the way, Huey Lewis was our partner in that group. So you can imagine the crowds in the Bay Area with Joe Montana and Huey Lewis. Yeah. So here comes Joe. He comes jogging to the green. He doesn't play the hole at all. And now we're on 16. He can't swing at it. He makes about a, He gets about halfway down, and he just almost stops swinging and just dribbles the ball off the tee. And he kind of picks it up, and we're walking down. He's kind of dragging behind the group. And we're walking to the fairway. And Now, my dad went to Notre Dame, so I remember watching Joe Montana win the Cotton Bowl when he came out with the flu when I was a little kid. And it was he's a legend in my mind, right? So I'm sitting there thinking, this is great. I'm going to give the greatest pressure athlete in the history of sports some advice on how to handle the pressure here. How good is that? <laughs> So being the caddy, you know, I think I can do this. So, so I dropped back. I said, hey, Joe. I said, listen, that woman wasn't hurt. In fact, you probably made her day. She's going to tell everybody about how she met Joe Montana and he hit her with a ball and da-da-da-da-da. She's fine. And all the pros out here, every player out here has hit somebody. And it, it gets you. It's tough. But here's what you got to do. Just forget about it and just swing as hard as you can. It, nothing's going to happen. And he looks right at me and he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm just so scared to swing at it right now. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself now, not verbalizing, of course, here's a guy who's got 300-pound linemen coming at him who can run four seven forties, And he's scared of hitting a golf ball. It just goes to show you how mentally difficult and cruel this game is that we play. So that's a neat Joe Montana story. We have actually several Joe Montana stories from that week, but that was an interesting one. So how did he finish? Did he finally, did he finally, was he able to hit it? I think so. I think he was fine after that. I I really can't recall. I think if he hadn't been fine, I would have remembered it. So it worked. I think, think, well, that's true. I didn't even consider that. Maybe the advice actually (laughs) worked. I didn't even think of that. Uh, you're, that's why you're. That's why you're the America's greatest caddy. What can I say? Well, I just move ahead to the next pass. I don't. <laughs> I don't bask. I don't bask in the glory of my successes. So, do the play? I mean, obviously, as a caddy, you got to enjoy the opportunity playing with a celebrity. Do the players also like? Do the guys? Do they? Do they get up a little bit for showing off for the guys that they either idolize from other sports or the silver screen or their business acumen and, and, and positions? Do they get excited about that pro am? I, I think so. And one of our another another one that happened to us at Pebble, and clearly the one I was really looking forward to of all of them, no question. At the first tee tournament, the Champions Tour event, we're paired with Clint Eastwood at Pebble. Mm. I've I've been paired with Clint Eastwood at Pebble before. There you go. So I am so looking forward. Never been been in the group. Seen him a million times, but never never met him even. 
So I'm so this is great. Well, it's about three minutes before tea time. No Clint Eastwood. I'm thinking, he, what's he going to do? Just come out of the bushes or something? I mean, he is Clint Eastwood. But then this guy walks right up to me, and he holds out his hand, and he goes, hey, how you doing? I'm the major disappointment. That's how he introduces himself. And I said, <laughs> I looked right at him, and I said, yes, you are. And he goes, yeah, Clint's back went out this morning, so I'm taking his place. Ah, and I, I was crushed. I was crushed. So when I caddied for Keith Clearwater at 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 and T, yep, Clint Clint was in our group for the th- for the three days. That was pretty oh, fun. Tremendous. tremendous. Were you going to do Bob? the Clint Eastwood impression, Caddy? You were. You had a something. You had something for him. You wanted to do an impression, didn't you? Well, I was actually going to go somewhere along those lines. So I will tell you that every actor we've played has made me kind of start realizing that none of these guys act. That's just how they are. Bob, am I right? Does Clint not give you the Clint look without even trying? He oh, just yeah. has it, right? And he I talks mean, he in that voice, these, too. And he talks just like that, doesn't he? Yep. It, it's the low, soft... Your shot, Bob. <laughs> I mean, that's just, how, that's just how he talks. He's not acting. Nope, There's no acting he is not. Involved. No acting involved. None of these people act. It's all a... We've been hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. So, Came, I don't know, though. I think, I, I gotta think Tom Hanks does some acting, doesn't he? I mean, look at Forrest Gump. And, yeah. But anyway, it does, it does... That's one of the cool things about meeting the actors is, is how much they're like their main character, right? Mm. It is just hilarious. It's like, wow, that's just who they are. All right, before we're running out of time, but before we let you go, this is I'm going to bounce this question right back at you then. Do the tour players, do they at all get nervous when they're playing with a celebrity? Well, I was the first year that we, uh, I, when I was working for Nolan Hankey, we got paired with Huey Lewis the first year. And, and Nolan's the most relaxed guy on the planet. We get in the car after the first round with Huey. We're driving back from Poppy Hills or something. No one gets in the car and turns on the radio. And he looks right at me and he goes, Huey? And he presses one of the buttons. This is back when radios had buttons. And it's some other song. And he goes, no. And then he presses another button and goes, Huey? And it's another song. No. He hits the third button. It's a Huey Lewis song. And we just lost it. <laughs> so, I think that answers it. I love it. Well, good times. Awesome. It'll be fun to see how those guys do. Steph Curry, we'll see Tony Romo, we'll see others uh, there for the Safeway Open coming up. Well, Caddy, thanks for sharing some stories, man. Always good to visit with America's favorite Caddy. But more Real Golf coming up next. Thanks for joining us here. Brian and Bob with you on Real Golf Radio. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. 
It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. uh, Something is getting closer. Holy. And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway's now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks so much for being with us. As we mentioned, it's time to shift gears just a little bit, and one of the segments we throw in every now and again is the golf life. And it's uh, time for a chapter that is sort of bittersweet. Uh, that's the way I'm going to describe it. It's the, it's the aeration season. So time for aerifying. Greens are getting punched and sanded, and it really is a bit disheartening on a couple of fronts for, for the golfer. One, it's a realization that you're going to be out of commission for a week to two weeks as far as putting the perfect surfaces that you're mostly accustomed to. But second, typically it signifies that we're coming to the end of the season, at least when you're doing a fall aeration like what we're experiencing here in Utah. So I realize in different parts of the country where you may be listening that, you know, things are on a different schedule and whatnot. But I think for most of you, you can identify with the realization that it's time to aerify the greens and what that means. So I thought it might be helpful for those of us who struggle with this in the sense that we realize, okay, this is, this, this is, a, this is a bit of a bummer. Why is it that it has to happen? 
why does it happen so frequently and what is the what is the end cause or end result for all of us and why is it that it's important so i figured it'd be uh, it'd be good to go to the source so i go to our my own superintendent golf course superintendent at alpine country club where i've been a member for about 10 years and uh, jake ebner does a great job i mean absolutely hands down across the membership you would describe alpine country clubs greens as uh, some of the best in the state if not the best at times so jake kind enough to spend some time with us hey jake how are you man Good. good. Good morning. Yeah, good to spend some time with you. All right, so you heard my little rant there leading into it, and I, I don't suppose I'm the uh, unique case. I think most golfers probably rue the day that the greens get punched, but uh, first of all, I, let's just start with the question, why does it have to happen? I mean, I think we kind of know, but just tell us from a from an agronomical standpoint, if I don't even know if that's the right word, from an agronomy standpoint, why does that have to happen? Yeah, so we're, we're trying to manage the the thatch in greens and the compaction from all the traffic over the course of the year. So it just, every golf course is a little bit different. We do soil tests that measure those things. So based on what we see from those soil tests, we decide, you know, how we're going to aerate and how often. So I hear thatch and compaction. So obviously you're, this is a unique situation. This is not your lawn at home. Uh, this is a unique uh surface uh, with the putting green and, and able to have it be firm, to have it be smooth, to have them be able to roll a, a ball across it as, as quickly as you do, you know, greens that are typically 10 plus pushing 11 plus on a regular basis. What, what is it? The toll talk about this compaction and thatch. What is it that we're doing by walking and mowing and rolling and all season long in the heat? Yeah. So over the course of the year, um, with thatch, you know, with that, all that grass growing and, and clipping, you get a buildup of organic matter that sits right on top of the soil. And so that just kind of creates that puffiness that you feel. And you can measure that when you take the soil sample and they tell you, Hey, you got 2%, 4% organic matter there. And so we look at those numbers and we decide how aggressive do we want to be with the aeration? What do we have to try to do? So those greens are firm and they roll smooth and consistent. And then compaction is just a matter of all that traffic of golfers and the mowers and rolling over the greens every day because we mow greens here every day. Sometimes we mow them twice a day. And that just helps relieve that compaction in the soil so that the roots can breathe and water will penetrate. And it just creates a much better growing environment for the grass. So what's the process? What's the process that you go through as far as aeration is concerned and working on those greens? So when we do our fall aeration, we pull a core out because we're really um, concerned about trying to relieve compaction from the, from the summer, from all the golf we've had this summer. So we go over with our air fire and pull a core out. It's about what we use is a half-inch diameter time, and we'll go three to four inches deep. So you pull the, you verify the grain, and then we have a machine that comes across and, and sweeps up all the cores. Um, so really one to two guys can do that. It takes them about six hours to sweep and clean up all the grains. And then we apply a heavy top dressing of sand. If you want to fill those holes with sand. And then um, there's different ways to incorporate that sand into the holes. We use drag mats to kind of hold the sand as you drag over the holes. The sand falls in and fills those aerification holes. And then we'll roll them to try to smooth them out. And then it's just that, you know, 10 to 14 day period of the grass growing enough to, to heal in. You're talking about fall punching, but some courses 
punch as well in in the springtime. Uh, why would you do that coming out of winter when you haven't had as much traction or compaction on on the greens? You know, that's a good question. Again, a lot of that is based off what your soil um, samples will tell you and how much fat you have. Is it a golf course that hasn't been maintained very well, so you're trying to fix the problem, so that takes that extra aeration. Um, I know some golf courses in Florida that are are growing year-round. They'll aerate three, four times a year because they're just trying to keep up with that accumulation of fat and organic matter. And it just depends how many times you need to aerate to, to keep that under control. For us here in the spring, we have mostly push-up greens, so they're 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 not a USGA green. They don't have a they're not all sand with a gravel layer at the bottom. So we in the springtime we'll go in with a smaller tine that's eight inches long, and we'll get a nice good aeration deep into the greens just to help with our drainage on our native push-up greens. Jake Ebner's the golf course so superintendent at Alpine Country Club. All right, so just a matter of info. Along with aeration, what is it that you do uh, and your crew does throughout the year to main, make and maintain good putting surfaces? I mean, as I mentioned, we enjoy really nice putting surfaces at Alpine on a regular basis. What, what are some of the practices that go into behind the scenes that we don't see that makes it so? I think one of the most important things is we top dress on a regular basis throughout the season. Every two weeks we go out and put a light layer of sand on those grains. And occasionally we'll vertically mow, which just kind of grooms the top of the grass. And um, and things like growth regulators we're able to use here. Um, those, those are some of the things that we do to keep the greens real nice. You've been doing this a long time. How, how has it changed, like evolved? What, how much information, new information and science and technology and everything that goes into it and even equipment that, that you're provided with, how much has that changed what you're able to do? It's, it's changed a lot in the last 20 years that I've been doing it. I mean, the, the airification process used to be someone would go out and airify and then it was manpower of having to go out by hand and shovel all these cores up. So it was a long process that would take multiple days to complete the whole process. And now with like the pro sweep that we have that picks up the cores, basically one guy can go out and do that process. And the top dressers have gotten a lot better. So you're able to put down that fan more uniform in a shorter amount of time. So definitely the tech, the technology has helped us a lot. What can we do as golfers on a regular basis throughout our round of play that can help you and not thwart the efforts that you're doing to try to produce these uh, beautiful putting surfaces? Well, just it's more a golf course on a whole. If I could change one thing about golfers, it's, it's how they drive golf carts across the golf cart, uh, golf course. If everyone would just drive where you see no one else is driven, you know, you'll see golf courses where there might only be a few areas that you can exit the fairway to get to a car path. Drive where you haven't seen anyone else drive and spread the traffic out as best as possible. And that makes a huge difference as far as how the whole golf course is condition-wise. I love it. Good stuff. Insights right there. Golf course superintendent. He's one of the best. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you've ever played Alpine Country Club in Highland, Utah, you know. Uh, Jake, thanks so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all you do for us. Thanks for having me, Brian. There you got it. Jake Ebner is the golf course superintendent at Alpine Country Club in Highland, Utah. It's one of the Troon properties and does a fantastic job, just literally to a man across the entire membership. You'll hear him praise Jake for what he does on a regular basis and uh, really do enjoy some fantastic putting surfaces out there at Alpine. And right now we just happen to be in that aeration process. It's part of the golf life. 
It helped me. Hopefully it helps you. We'll take a short break. More Real Golf continues next. Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on on life's biggest moves simplified. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer saving sale happening now. Go faster and farther with the new Callaway Epic Flash Driver with flash face technology for more ball speed and distance. Get custom fit for free today. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and range finders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 Shift. Uinta Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Well, it's been a fun show. Thank you for tuning in and being with us again this week on Real Golf Radio. Much thanks to Jake Ebner, who's the superintendent at Alpine Country Club, with our Golf Life aerating season segment which you just heard also america's favorite caddy stopped in as well talking a little way too early major preview if you missed any part of the show hit our website realgolfradio.com follow us on twitter at realgolf or just find us on any of the podcaster sites as well but uh you know what look i learned something 
you have to go through this process. I know you have to go through it, but it's still tough, Bob. It, it, it hurts. It's like throwing darts at a beautiful painting and punching holes in something that you shouldn't. And yet that's part of playing golf on a living, breathing thing, right? Yeah, and it and it all comes back. Uh, it all looks great. It all puts great, and uh, it's it's just the process. It's just the process of growing great grass to be able to play some great golf on. And all you need to do is <laughs> go somewhere where they don't take that time and effort to maintain their greens, and then yep. you realize it's worth it. In the long run, it's worth it. All right, thanks no to doubt. Dave Glauser, who's our producer. He does a great job for us each and every week. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Hope you uh, find some nice greens that have yet to be punched or just coming out of what needs to happen there with the aeration process. Hit them straight. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 